morning. Thank you for joining me, Pastor Zach Williams of Flat Creek Baptist Church here in Gainesville, Georgia, for another edition of New Horizons, the daily podcast and radio ministry of Flat Creek Baptist Church. It is always my greatest joy to be able to dive deep into God's Word with you, and I pray that these daily podcasts are a blessing to you in your walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. You may listen to these podcasts or on this or on the radio each and every day, and maybe you would like more information about Flat Creek Baptist. And if that's you, please go to our website, flatcreekchurch.net, and you can find all the information you need to know about us there. Friends, today we're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 17 as we continue to walk through this wonderful book of the Bible, also known as the Acts of the Apostles. And we are just right in the middle of this journey of Paul, and we are seeing all the hardship that this man is beginning to face because of, uh, because of the ministry and the gospel of Christ which he preaches. Now when we come to this text, we're coming now into Acts 17. Where we left off, we left off at what was called a midnight deliverance, where we see Paul and Silas singing hymns and praying to God from the from the inner prison there in Philippi. And we see God just rattle the foundations of the city through this earthquake. Paul and Silas are there in prison. The Bible says their chains fall off. The prison guard actually comes to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That night, he goes home and his entire house is baptized. The next day, the officials of the city of Philippi actually apologize to Paul and Silas and send them on their way. And the Bible tells us that their next stop is in the city of Philippi. It's there in Philippi that Paul and Silas and the ministry partners that Paul has, they do what they typically do. They go into the synagogue and they begin to teach and preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us in chapter 17 and verse number 4 that some were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, including a great number of God-fearing Greeks, as well as a number of leading women. So they have a fruitful work of ministry there in Thessalonica. People are beginning to be saved. People are coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. There's great conversation and debate about the things of Christ. There's a defense of the gospel taking place. And just then, the Bible tells us that the Jews became jealous And they brought together some scoundrels from the marketplace. They formed a mob and they started a riot in the city. This has become a custom throughout the ministry of Paul. It seems as if everywhere he goes, these Jews are going to follow him and they're going to start a riot in the city. It it always seems like they're a few weeks behind and then they find him and then they start these riots and then suddenly Paul once again is persecuted and he has to leave the city. And the Bible says here that they actually started this riot, this is chapter 17 verse 5, by attacking a man named Jason's house. 
And they search for them to bring them out in the public. So they're wanting to bring Paul, bring Silas out into the streets of Thessalonica, probably to stone them like it happened back in Lystra. And the Bible says that when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city officials. And I want you to listen to what they say. These men who have turned the world upside down have come here too. And Jason has received them as guests. They are acting contrary to Caesar's decrees, saying there is another king, Jesus. Now, friends, this is one of my absolute favorite verses in the entire book of Acts. Indeed, the entire Bible. And it kind of goes on what we were talking about last week when we were looking at the book of Acts chapter number 16, when the Bible says that those folks in Philippi, they bring Paul and Silas to the city magistrates and they say these men are disturbing our city. They're promoting customs that are not legal for Romans to adopt and practice. And so these men are disturbing our city. And now these Jews have them in Thessalonica and they say what? These men have turned the world upside down and now they've come to Thessalonica. Don't you love that verse? I mean, it shows us the power of the gospel when it enters a city. I mean, here are just two men and their traveling companions. You have guys like Timothy and uh, guys like Luke. They're traveling along with Paul and Silas. They go into these cities, these cities that that have no knowledge of the gospel, and these men begin to proclaim Jesus. And, and the, the account and the witness testimony of those who stand against them is wherever these men go, the city is turned upside down. Well, bless be unto God that cities are turned upside down by the gospel proclamation of the Lord Jesus Christ. We talked about this last week. That that it's a good thing that cities are turned upside down. It's a good thing that marriages are restored. It's a good thing that addictions are loosed. It's a good thing that demonic spirits go on the run. It's a good thing that sexual immorality decreases statistically in a city. It's a good thing when foster children find adoptive parents. It's a good thing when people's lives are saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ and cities are turned upside down because of it. But friends, let me just remind you that no matter where you are, no matter how hard you preach the gospel, where God is moving, you can raise Rest assured that lurking around the corner, the enemy is going to do all he can to stop the work. And listen what they do. They stir up the riot and they say they are acting contrary to Caesar's decrees. They are preaching another king, Jesus. Well, can we just put our hands up right there and just shout a hymn of praise? What else can they do other than tell and preach and teach That Jesus is king. The Bible says at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. And these men, no matter what is coming against them, they are not going to stop teaching and preaching the gospel. As we've walked across the book of Acts, has this not been a common devotion that I've given you? 
that we must continue to preach the gospel no matter the circumstance. Now, I want you to listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4. He says, Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of the Messiah so that you may also rejoice with great joy at the revelation of His glory. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the Spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Now think about that. You are blessed when you suffer for the name of Jesus. He goes on to say, None of you, however, should suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, he should not be ashamed, but should glorify God in having that name. Don't you love that? He says, he says look, if you're going to turn the world upside down, don't turn it upside down because you're a murderer or a thief or some sort of evildoer. Instead, Turn the world upside down for the Lord Jesus Christ. And then if they come against you and they ridicule you, it is a good thing because you carry the name of Christ. And if they turn the world and if they come against you because you carry the name of Christ, then it gives you an opportunity to stand in defense of him. So live a righteous life in front of a lost and dying world. Give glory to God with your life. Lay down your life if need be that the cause of Christ might go forward. Friends, may God bless you. And I look forward to seeing you next time on New Horizons.